Monopoly's meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and, well, really the most helpful business leaders from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this very day, we are going to inject a healthy dollop of old-fashioned efficiency into your business. Now, now I know everybody is telling you, every consultant and press is telling you to spend your way into growth and buy this and buy that, be innovative. The very idea of thrift seems to, my friend, have gone out of vogue until you sit there staring at a ledger bristling with red ink. Well, to get your firm off this excess express and back onto the narrow, speedy track of spending, we have with us uh, Mr. Anthony DiMario, a founding partner of Corporate Cost Solutions, and he and his team have selected several very specific and very helpful areas of workmen's compensation fees, work opportunities, tax credits, all the way through your utility bills, waste management, and more. And in each of these, they've dealt deeply, found all those money-saving nooks and crannies, and they pass them right on to their clients, and today they are going to pass them on to you. So whether you're an accounts manager for a major media chain looking for some solid ammunition to get your wisdom noted by senior management, like Chanel, or you're head of a large uh, game publishing empire with a large and costly crew trying to get some lean operation expenses. Like Sherry, pull up your chair a little closer. Join us for this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your careers thrive and your adventures flourish. Tony, I'm so glad you've been able to drive all the way over and join us today and pull back the curtain and reveal some of your efficiency artistry for us. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I thank you. This is this is going to be a very enlightening show, I'm sure. Tony, one of your prime corporate cost solutions is saving businesses bundles on their workers' compensation premiums. Every firm with a sizable number of employees has uh, workers' comp fees, and, and I'll bet a lot of CEOs, are, or even the CEOs and even CFOs, are vague on the system of, of how it works. So could you just run through the mechanics of how the, pre- the premiums get determined? Sure. Uh, when you purchase a workers' compensation insurance policy, it's not like purchasing automobile insurance. You, know, you call Allstate, they give you a quote, you pay the bill, and you're done. Workers' compensation is based upon estimated payrolls. Uh, so what happens is uh, your underwriter comes in, your broker comes in, they analyze your business, they say it's going to cost you, let's say, $100,000 this year. Right. So over the course of the year, you'll pay in $100,000. Mm-hmm. At the conclusion of the policy period, they send an auditor out to confirm your payrolls and classify employees mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not cheating, basically. Right. Okay. So when they're done with that audit, now one of two things happens. Either they owe you a check or you owe them more money ah. because everything was originally based upon an estimate. Right, right, right. So at the conclusion of that, they send you an audit bill and you either write a check or they send you some change and apply it to next year's policy. Hmm. There are a lot of variables that impact your premiums. Oh, I'll there's, bet. There's, in addition to the payroll and the classifications and payroll exclusions, which vary from state to state, classification rules vary from state to state, you also have a thing called the experience rating. The experience rating is calculated in, in most states by the NCCI, otherwise known as the National Council on Compensation Insurance. That sounds fascinating. I bet they're, I bet they're quite a crew. Uh, it's, a, it's a big operation. Uh-huh. They, they, they kind of write the manuals, and uh-huh. uh, they really know what's going on. All right. Um, 
So there are some states, such as New York and uh, Pennsylvania and Massachusetts, that have their own reading bureau. Mm-hmm. And in situations like that, sometimes they write their own manual, sometimes they use the NCCI manual. So it's, a, it's an incestuous uh, process, <laughs> to say the least. No doubt at all. Gosh. The experience rating is basically your score. Okay. Uh, what happens with a rating is uh, they take that figure, your score, and multiply your premium by that number. This gets right. in the weeds a little bit, but... So let's assume you have that $100,000 premium. I think that'll be the premium of the day because it's a nice round right. number. And we have a bad experience. Right. A bad experience means that my losses are greater than the carrier anticipated they would be. Uh-huh. That means my score is a number greater than one. Uh, and that percentage is how much I owe the, the uh, extra on on the... Uh on the premium. And that I, would be I, your punishment, yes. Right. So, and so say, $1.25, $100,000 now became 125000 Okay, so I got this quote. Now, the thing that I've heard you say that these marvelous audits are fraught with errors. Uh, they're they're and costly errors. Yes. And 85% or something like that of the people that you look at are paying more than they need to or you're, you're able to save the money, which is, that's that's a lot. So, uh, give us an example. What what commonly gets screwed up, or or do you have a case that, that everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sometimes I, don't, I hope you're all taking notes on that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there, there 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 are so many complexities in this thing. Obviously, the experience rating. Right. There are mistakes there all the time. What happens is when an, when a party gets injured, your insurance company sets up a reserve. Right. Most in, most. Clients, most of my clients watch these reserves very closely. Sure, sure. Uh, saying, you know, look, you know, the guy came back to work 12 hours later. There's nothing wrong. You know, his yeah. back is okay. We didn't need to set a $50,000 reserve. The insurance uh-huh. company's like, well, that's okay. We're going to leave it out there. Uh-huh. So that reserve is impacting your experience rating. Okay. Oh, so, so it's to... not just you're not just shoving in an escrow, and that's too bad. This is. Hauling your hauling your price down and and your cost up, elevating elevating your experience rating, which elevates your premium ultimately. You know, there's a there's a almost a two year lag time between the time of a loss and the time that experience rating actually is impacted. So and you forget. You, well, you well, maybe not forget, but because you because my client is doing their due diligence and watching those reserves and, and complaining and fighting with the insurance company, you got to change it. You got to reserve this. What were the reserves? Those efforts actually lead to more errors because the carrier eventually will comply uh-huh. and make fifty thousand dollars into thirty thousand dollars. But if they don't report that change to the rating bureau on a timely basis, uh-huh. or they don't report it at all, the it rating bureau comes. That, it stays in the calculation, buried in those numbers, and you don't see it. Right. It's kind of like uh, you don't trouser the extra twenty grand, right? right. It's, a, uh-huh. it's a pyrrhic victory. You, you, you won the battle, yeah, but you right. lost the war. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's that's a big part of it, and of course I have thousands of war stories. Oh well, give me well give me one that you I mean one that it, 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 it sort of represents I think classification. Do you have one that, that I, where, have, I where, have a couple of quick ones. Okay, okay yeah, okay. Um, I'd love to hear this. We had this one client out in California. Uh-huh. Who also had a facility in Indiana. Uh huh. It gets a little complicated again. Yes, Cal- I'm sure. Cal- right. California Two different sets of laws, manuals. right? Yeah, they have their own manual. And, and and their operations in both states. Well, California has its own manual for almost everything, but that's a whole other story. Yes, <laughs> to some degree, yes. Workers' comp is a challenge out there. <laughs> the, the average is polite. And well, the average client is paying more than double what the average client in New York would be paying. No kidding. 
if a New York car deal is paying $100,000 and you own the same exact operation in California, it costs you $200,000. It costs you a penny. Uh, you know how many cars you have to sell to pay that bill? Go back to your story. You're, you're, making, <laughs> you're making me angry. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, they had uh, two identical operations. You right. Know, they were a metal shop. Right. For okay. lack of a better description, they made uh, dollies and hand trucks and things. Sure. And uh, in Indiana, they had a classification on the policy that seemed to make sense. It was metal goods manufacturing, whatever. And, uh, my order went out, looked at it, looked at the operation, and said, well, you know, it sounds great, but it's wrong. Uh-huh. We apply to uh, have it changed. Their current carrier, which was great. Uh, uh-huh. great. They were a great carrier. Sure. Made the change. Boom. I got his check. A couple of days. Endorsed the policy going forward. No problem. Oh, my gosh. Previous carrier uh-huh. said, well, you know, we're not really sure. Go get an inspection. An inspection is the process of calling in the local rating bureau. Or the oh, of course. Right. Uh-huh. right. For them to come in and do a, you know, an eyes on, mm-hmm. look at the place and see what's going on. And yeah. determine uh-huh. if the codes are right. So we did the inspection. Long story short, the inspector uh, agreed 100% with our findings, changes the code. There you go. In, in, in further supporting the incumbent carrier. Happy ending. And, uh, well, yeah, almost. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, and this is one of the places where we come in handy. Uh, obviously, we know the way around all of this stuff. We know how to get to the rating bureau, how to get that ins- inspection inco- accomplished. And uh, ultimately, the insurance company who said, go get a inspection, I said, well, you missed the deadline for that old period, so we're not going to give you the money back. Unbelievable. So I appealed to the guy at the rating bureau, and he was like, no, they'll give the money back. (laughs) I'll take care of this. Yeah. He sent them a strongly worded letter. Yes, uh uh-huh. 30 days later, they had a check in the mail. Call it calling their... Parentage into question or something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had it documented. You know, we knew what we had to do and everything. That the eyes were dotted, the t's were crossed. And frankly, in the hands of an amateur, that money would have been lost. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. And uh, there's also people I think don't understand where they, uh, what classifications they can be, they should be listing their people. It, it gets confusing. And we're going to, but if you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. We are on radio stations, we are on many internet streams, but the easiest way to find this show and all others is theartoftheceo.com. Uh, as I said, there were some people in, in Workman's Comp that uh, you, you talked about, uh, you've got a secretary wearing a hard hat and, and all of a sudden the price, she gets categorized differently or something like this. Well, it, it can happen. People fall through the cracks. Ah, right. right. So a lack of understanding of, uh, on, on the insurance company's orders part, and that's not malicious. You know, they, mm-hmm. they come out, they go, they go into an entity and they're assigned to do, you know, maybe four or five audits today. Right, right. And, you know, the first one they stop at is a factory with 250 people running around, and the next one is a stationary store down the street with three people in the back room. Right. So, right. But they have to get them done. Right, so right. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they do things in, I don't want to say a haphazard fashion, but they don't have the time to sit there and understand your, your entire business. So they do the best they can. You know, the methodology that they use does assure that if there's an error in the audit, that the error will be in the carrier's favor. 
Okay, so that, yeah, I was going to ask who is, is why all the screw-ups, and I think you've just sort of explained that. that that's, uh, that's the beginning of it, yes. A, a big job, the best they can do, and also, now how much of this can I put on my own CFO and my accounting crew? How, how much of this the blame for not understanding? Uh, how, no, I, no blame. All right. Okay. Um, I, I would go to my podiatrist to treat my foot, mm-hmm. and I go to my neurologist to treat my brain. Right. I right. wouldn't expect my CFO, who is probably finally trained in all the financial aspects of my business right. and understands the inner workings of it, to be an expert in workers' comp. Nor would I expect them to be an expert in uh, work opportunity tax credits or my electric bill and the nuances there. You you know you can only wear so many hats. That's and true. Typically, you can wear one well, and the rest of them are kind of part time <laughs> hats. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm still looking for for uh, that. The one hat I can like, wear, I can wear well, <laughs> right? I, 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 it's uh, well. I would uh, now. I, I've was going to ask who's, who's at fault, but there is another thing. Uh, you, um, I, I understand that, this, that uh, corporate cost solutions is a very specific firm, and uh, and but you are you find flaws, but you're not a broker for anyone. Is that true? I mean, you don't. You're not, uh, for want of a better word, you aren't shilling for Acme Insurance or something down the road. We, we do not sell insurance. We okay. do not do that. We don't. Uh, the only time we'll get into the business of referring insurance business around to different mm-hmm. places is when a client calls me and says, "Look, I had a problem with my carrier. I had a problem with my insurance agent. Whatever. I threw them out. Who, who do you know that I can call and I you know, that will, will okay." Do the right thing. I, I think that's also important to know that that uh, so what you're selling is savings, not uh, another pathway for, for somebody else. It's not espionage. Right. Right. <laughs> strictly, strictly savings. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's great. I think that's a, that's important to know. Now you talked about the work, uh, the work opportunities tax credit. Yes. This to me seems. Uh, like it's a fairly straightforward thing until you start delving into it. I think they're basically it's the idea is that for hiring certain target groups, which have been set up, uh, veterans and then veterans who have been unemployed for a certain amount of years, uh, months, uh, you can claim a certain tax credit. It seems pretty straightforward. Yes. But I looked in, there are at least 15 categories yes. ranging from uh, amazing Ethnic. It's not so much ethnic. It's it's situational ethnic, and things like Katrina victims. Uh, not by the way, uh, not by the way, uh, Hurricane Sandy victims, but Katrina victims get. Uh, the, it, it's it's crazy. So, could you uh, again? Could you just run through the works? Um, sure. W.K. Where? How does the system work? And, well, I'll give you a little bit of history on it. First of all, okay. Um, the Work Opportunity Tax Credit Program has been around a number of years. Originally called a targeted jobs uh, tax credit, many many years ago. Oh, okay. And it's basically a renewable program. Every year in the congressional budget process, right. uh, this becomes part of the sausage making. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, you know oh, yeah. the Democrats like it because it helps people who need a job get a job. Right. Uh-huh. And the Republicans like it because it helps to reduce the taxes that businesses pay. So, so it's a win-win for everybody. I, I, so little reaches across the aisle. It's good that we have something. It's one a few times that yeah, everybody <laughs> can to agree on something. At any rate, um, basically the uh, the tax credit, as you said, it seems like it's pretty straightforward. You know, 
people who are on food stamps, aid dependent families with dependent children, so on and so forth. However, whenever you deal with the government, nothing is easy. I'm sure you've heard that old saying, hi, I'm uh, the government, I'm here to help. Uh, right, so, right. Uh, um, they, it's a complicated program, mm-hmm, and paperwork mm-hmm. gets filled out incorrectly, uh, applications are rejected, if you will, mm-hmm. and that's where we come in. We handle all of that okay. stuff. We handle the rejections. We get all of the stuff processed and get it in the right place. Each state handles their own. So it's federal, but it's fed through the, the, the cash transaction and the payments are fed through the states. There's no payment. It's a tax credit. Uh, so credit basically, sorry, yes. the state has to certify the employee as eligible for the program. Then we get the certificate. We track earnings and so forth for the uh, client so that we can say at the end of the year, yeah, this is the report, this is what these people earn, this is what your tax credit is for the year. Give this to your account. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you take the tax credit. Now, have you uh, you got a a fascinating example of some of the hirings that that you've seen going on and where the tax credits have got perhaps a little skewed and not... not, uh, Really, no. The program is very effective in what it does. Excellent. Very, very good. You know, the clients that we have are, you know, Pretty large hires. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's part part of our business. It's uh, we we pick very select clients for that particular. Now, operation. what are some of the categories that 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 uh, <clears throat> some of our listeners might actually be hiring for that they might not be aware of? Well, the the long term welfare recipients can generate the most tax credits mm-hmm. because you can get tax credits on them for two years instead of the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the largest group, if you will, are the aid to families with dependent children and food stamps. Okay. That probably compromises, comprises, I'm sorry, uh, probably 80, 85% of the... Uh, oh. Uh, they have uh, some other seasonal things uh, with uh, long-term uh, unemployed individuals, uh, they have summer health programs and so forth. Young people of a certain age are also qualified. Yeah. Certain st- what, what are... Uh, is youth what category. Youth category. Uh, and there's also the empowerment zone. Residence. If you just happen to live on the right block, you qualify for a tax credit. So even though you're not collecting any program, which means that I, as an employer, I can come and employ you, and I, I don't really, if I don't know that you're on an empowerment zone, I might miss that credit entirely, right? That's correct. Uh-huh. And it's not just by, it's not as simple as just punching in someone's zip code. It's oh, based no. upon a map. We oh, talked about this. Oh, you, you mean well, our government might gerrymander maps? I, I can't imagine it. it uh, I don't know about gerrymandering. I think, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's complicated in the way that they assemble who's going to get a credit and who's not, because you could live literally on the same block, uh-huh. and three doors over is a tax credit area, and three doors south is not. So it's it's. You know, this is why I want someone to handle it. And, right, uh, right. Unless you want to sit there and do the maps. and The key to Watsi tax credit generation. The key is right. to be the most efficient at it uh-huh. is to make sure you get compliance. Compliance means that every person I hire uh-huh. fills out one of these forms during that hiring uh, Okay, okay. If they okay. don't, if only 50% fill out the form, then the maximum tax credit I could ever get would be half of what right. I should have gotten Right. because we don't have the forms. We don't know who's, who's qualifying. What kind of money are, are the people? Depends on how many people you hire. Uh, for, for well, some of your some of your clients. What you, you got clients things? doing four or five hundred thousand dollars a year in tax credit. That is substantial. And that you can is. pocket those credits if let's God forbid you didn't make any money and this year. You can pocket them and take them next year. But the, it also is a way of servicing our economy of making.
making sure it's a it's a wealth distribution. And I've, I've got to say, one of the reasons our country is as strong as it is is that we have made the people who make the stuff able to buy the stuff. We have made our workforce uh, able to – we've given them purchasing power, and everyone wins on that. So it's just my, my soapbox for the hour. Well, since we've been in business, we've lost millions and millions of manufacturing jobs in this country. Millions yeah. and millions. Imagine what that's done to the landscape. Oh, yeah. It's changed yeah. things dramatically. And I'm very happy to see we're kind of heading back in a, in a better direction due to you know, lower-cost fuel and, mm-hmm. you know, Seems like we're trying to promote manufacturing again, which, which we desperately need to do. Uh, so, after this delightful noshing at today's feast of wisdom, I believe it is time to take a brief uh, sorbet from our feast and allow me to proffer you a few utensils uh, for all that you are devouring. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you look back on a couple of those wise choices you've made and take special note of your attitude and the principles that inspired them? Or will you just continue to pretend that wise choices were just lucky guesses? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And the second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So we are going to foam through it here. And here we are. Okay, okay, here we are. This is number 29. <clears throat> the pace of our communication and our machines grow ever faster, but the pace of business remains constant. We need it yesterday. <laughs> so, what do you think, Tony? Is that an accurate estimate of today's business for pays for your clients? Pretty much, mm-hmm. d- depending upon uh, the, uh, the level of involvement. Uh, when it comes to uh, we need the check, we need that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. When I need to get the records together to recover the money for someone, it might take a week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when it takes something on my part, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's an afterthought. Business is really most joyful and exciting when things are urgent but not frantic. So uh, that's, that's actually not a bad exi- uh, attitude for our leaders to exhibit. Uh, and if you smirked a bit over that quick, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of a 101 or 102 Best Business Quips book, uh, and you will find your tongue tipped with mirth and wisdom Freshly drawn from your quiver, alleviate, alleviating the load of all your fellow chain gangers at work. And uh, as for the third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. Uh, that is, the name of the individual who said, the four most important words in business are, what do you think? Uh, I love that one. These words were spoken by none other than the leading uh, the founder uh, of one of the planet's largest hotel chains, Mr. Bill Marriott Jr., who headed that company for 60 years, I believe. It's incredible. Well, congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the folks who, the learned folks who know the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. 
and you will find yourself, if you are correct, uh, receiving a marvelous career-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And before we return to Tony DiMario and his uh, dollars and cents efficiency for your firm, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Amston Art, the creator of some of the most efficient and inspired art you're ever going to want connected with your firm and your message. Dorothy Amston, who heads this, insists on really what I can only term old-fashioned quality. I have personally witnessed her work, and when she puts copy on a page, whether it's for a book or an annual report or whatever you require, she lays it out carefully, line by line, giving your precious words the most effect. And, and, and wait to see the cartoonist she uh, puts uh, to work for your material. Uh, her projects really have garnered national awards from publishers and the American Hospital Association. And I, I must tell you that I have recommended Amazon Art to several colleagues, and they've all thanked me afterwards. So if you need reports, booklets, ads, anything that requires thoughtful, artistic, and visual presentations, dip your pen in the inkwell and jot this email down. Dorothy, D-O-R-O-T-H-Y, at Amsden, A-M-S-D-E-N, art.com. And for you, as an uh, Art of the CEO listener, Amsden Art is offering a free consultation when you call directly to Dorothy's team. That is just phone 609-405-8066. That's 609-405-8066. Schedule your time to lay out the project. Carpe diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. So now, with utensils in hand and your eye on your checkbook, as always, turn your thrifty mind back with mine to Mr. Anthony DiMario as, and learn how he is going to give your operating expense bucks a little more bang and a lot more wise value. Uh, now, Anthony, I know that you were, in addition to the work opportunity tax credits and so forth, you also deal with waste management, right? And uh, Yes, that's not because my last name ends on the vowel. Right. <laughs> but I, I, first of all, I've got to ask, what got you into this this whole efficiency, cost-saving thing? I mean, did, did you grow up poor? <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I, I, I'm curious. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, it was, uh, I, I had started a little insurance agency, and uh-huh. I met a gentleman who was in a similar business to what we're doing here today, and uh-huh. he made me the proverbial offer you can't refuse. I uh-huh. took him up on the offer, and... You know, after a few years, my partners and I, who all worked at the same firm, looked at each other one day and said, eh, it's time to go. So right. We got up and we left. And we started our own thing, and we branched out, you know, from you know, our primary focus was workers' comp. Right. And the, and the work opportunity tax credits, and we've branched out into other fields of endeavor since then. Yeah. With uh, 7,000 clients coast to coast. Wow, uh, great. We, uh, we, we get around a bit, and we have the buying power through our, you know, clients to uh, leverage some better programs for them, better deals. Well, that's, it is amazing, but now when you pick up a new area, uh, you, you got into waste management. For instance. Right. You really have to, uh, you really have to study that. You, you've got to, I mean, you don't just say, gee, I'm going to go save, I'm going to go save money in waste management. Yeah, I'd like to do that too if I, but, but uh, I mean, it must take an immense amount of delving and getting to know the system. Who, so what kind of people do you bring on board? Do you bring accountants? Do you bring, uh, Ex-government workers, what, what do you do? In, in many cases, we'll bring people in from within that industry. 
Okay, okay. Classic example with our workers' comp orders, they're usually uh, hired from management at an insurance company level. Right, so right. it's not the auditor that would come to your office to do an audit, it's that person's boss. Oh, okay. Because we're getting, you know, somebody who thinks differently now. Yeah. You know, yeah. The auditor that comes in every, kind of just black and white, and you've got to do it, it's a production worker kind of a thing. Right, right, right. Uh -huh. So, you know, just to give you an idea, the, 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 the waste review program, if you will, I like to use the management thing. It sounds like yeah. somebody else's company. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yes. So, our waste reviews are from... The, the idea was born of a, a conversation I had with someone one day uh -huh. who was actually in that business. Oh, and, okay. Uh, you know, he was a relative, and uh, he told me some stories, and I was like, really? And I said, you know what? Let me call a couple of my clients mm -hmm. and see what I can do for them. Right. Uh-huh. And They must have been thrilled. <laughs> and the first one I called, I had no idea what I was doing, uh -huh. but I figured it out, uh -huh. and I self-taught. And whoa, I saved the guy $50,000 a year on his garbage bill. Boy, and it wasn't it wasn't a big place. Oh, he owned my. a couple of car dealerships down in Florida. My gosh, so it's not not even just the, the huge firm. Well, now uh, waste management. I think of uh, dumpsters. I think of compactors. I think of uh, this. And and to be quite honest, it's it's something I bet most firms don't pay a great deal of attention to. They do what they they go next door and they find out who else in the industrial park is doing what or whatever. And I uh, what, so do you have any? Uh, Give me some examples of, of how you have it. Do you have a story? Of I can give you a few examples. Okay. We, had, uh, you know, we, we handled a large health care facility down in North Carolina, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. One of the Carolinas. And uh, saved them over a three-year period of time, $190,000 roughly. Whoa. Uh, it's, it's, it may not sound like a lot to it's, a large health care facility, but it's $60,000 a year. It pays for basically a nurse and a half. Healthcare oh, yeah, runs like lean. That's the terrible thing. Yeah. There's so many of the, there's so many of them that are. No one's making great fortunes off of this, but there are some that are making, doing well. And there's, I can name three right around the state that I'm sitting in right now. Big ones that are just going under and would have, would be thrilled to have that sort of thing. And you know, know nonprofit organizations in particular could really use that help. Mm. We're able to go in and recover money. Reduce expenses going forward, improve your bottom line, save you time. Yeah. How could you go wrong? Even a blind guy can see that this is a good idea. <laughs> I uh, I would think that that uh, now you operate. This is on commission, right? I mean, you're strictly contingent. If we don't, we are unsuccessful in recovering or reducing expenses. We do not get paid. So right. you could say there we put go. our money where our mouths are. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have to lay out the money, do all the work, sure, and sit back uh -huh. and wait. And all the money goes to our clients. Well, you obviously have the calm confidence of a Christian with four aces when it comes to taking on one of these jobs because you believe you can do it. Well, the soul of most people is right. We get paid most of the time. It does happen. Oh, I, yeah, it, it, it does. Every with this, as an old saying, everybody over overcharges and under delivers. But I I think that most people really they want business to run smoothly. They're not they're not trying to. Yeah. Most of my clients are just so happy to have us involved. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and to, basically, you're a CFO, you're sitting in the chair, you're wearing 100 hats. Right. You have to worry about everything. You can't possibly be an expert in garbage removal. Right. Uh, come on. You know, do you like the color of the truck that they use? I mean, what, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you know, it's sure. just garbage. You know, we go through the minutiae. 
you know, is the dumpster the right size? Should it be a 20 or a 30 yard? Or should it get picked up once a week? Should it get picked up three times a week? Should we replace it with a compact? Or you have a compact? Or should we take that? You know, without getting you know, too boring here with no, garbage. No. I mean, you know. But somebody has to figure this out. This is right. the soul of what makes a business thrive or scrape by. And most businesses, you take, you, know, you go outside, you throw the garbage in the, in the dumpster of the compact, right. and you forget about it. Right, right, uh-huh. Because it's just garbage. And then a bill comes. I had a guy, a client yeah. of mine, he yeah, yeah. called me and he says, look, he says, Tony, I have a business for you. This happens all the time. He right. says, you know, it's something that, you know, it's, and frankly, it was a business we decided not to pursue because it's just yeah. not enough. Right. But he says, we have these products that we use all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a service that comes in and changes them out. They fill you know, sure. bottles of gas and stuff. Right. So he says, they come in, they change them out, and it's a small bill. It's two, three hundred dollars. I, you know, I don't really think much about it. He said, "I went, you know, and climbed up, and I'm looking at all of a sudden it's six, seven hundred dollars a month." Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we didn't hire anybody else, so where? Why is it double the cost? Yeah, yeah, sure. The per unit cost is the same. Right. So he says, "I went outside. I took inventory. This exactly half the number of bottles in my shop that they have on the bill." Whoa. So he's like, "Well." Bottom line, he says, I saved $300 a month. Again, it wasn't a whole lot of money. No, but, but he saved $300 a month because he took the time out to do something like go outside and count gas canisters. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to get there at 5 o'clock in the morning and see if the garbage man really shows up? Yeah, right, exactly. And that, you know, that's the kind of things that our guys do. They'll put a quarter on the dumpster and see if it's still there tomorrow. Ah, okay. Yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's, sometimes it's as simple as that. Right. There are other things, of course. But yeah. now, now, you also do you do linens, you do uniforms, which yes. are and company uniforms. Boy, I bet you could. I bet there's some great savings to be had. The same thing applies there, you know, as as does it as it does in everything else except for workers' comp. There's contracts that are involved, rate structures, and these things have a habit of changing over time. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Fuel, this fuel surcharge when gas was six dollars a gallon is now gas is two dollars a gallon. Yeah. Well, why is there still a fuel surcharge? That kind of thing. Right. You know, exactly. Why didn't it go away? And you know, that's kind of a simple one, but there's a ton of things that happen inside of all of these contracts and services and billings that go haywire. You also, speaking of billings, we, uh, we're running out of time, and, and I will have to have you back because you were the man who's, who said you, you handle electric and you, utility bills. And, and I said, and I was, gave you a presentation, and I said, well, but of course you can't restructure your utility bill. And you shot back at me. Oh, sure you can. Yeah. I, and you can. Right. And I'm not the utility guy. I'm not the electrician right. guy. But All yes, right. you can. So, so <laughs> you'll have to wait. This one, alas, is going to have to wait till our next show. Because at this dramatic juncture, we are, we are coming to the end. So but before we leave, Tony, if, if I am wise enough to want to save some money, get some cost-saving solutions, how can I get a hold of you and your firm? Well, you can go to our website, Corporate cost, like it costs too much, dot com, or you can email me directly, Tony at corporatecost.com. All righty. And I, so take advantage, as I say, carpe diem, you're worth it. Now, uh, Tony, thanks so much for coming on. This this has been a lot of fun and, and very enlightening for me. And I hope that uh, many of you out there will, will take advantage, even if it's just a matter of attitude of what you're looking at. Remember, there's a lot to be mined within your operating expenses. 
So as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with uh, today's business quotation. Who was it who said, our gross national product measures neither our wit, nor our courage, nor our wisdom, nor our learning, nor our compassion. Thus it measures everything except what makes life worthwhile. Interesting thought. And as a hint, the, uh, the author of this quote, this, this brother of America's 35th president, held the gleam of Kendo idealism in his eye, and it has shown brilliantly for the last half century since his death. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, uh, simply scribble that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, Networking events are the only type of party on the planet where each guest comes hoping he is the least important person in attendance. (laughs) And to you who've uh, been gleefully sharing our feast, I hope that you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Tony and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time. May I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.